All right, let me hit some buttons so we can start this thing. Kid with a Cape Podcast, your number one in hit podcasts. Lock it in and rip the knobs off. This is KWC with John Heffron. This is Kid with a Cape. Here's your host, John Heffron. Hey, guys. That's not how I, I start this thing. It just If you go to any Instagram live story, that's how everybody starts every video. And I don't know why it bugs me. It's just... Hi guys, hey guys, hi guys, hi guys. Um, are you, are you supposed to say guys when you're talking to a group of people? I said that once. I went on stage and went, "Hey guys, how you doing?" And some lady was mad. She's like, "We're not all, we're not all guys." Like, okay, I don't know. Get offended? I don't know. Do you identify as a crowd or a group? I don't know. I don't know why guys bugs me though. I I guess we're all social distance. Didn't distancing So I guess we all just identify as alone At this point when you go Into a store Grocery store or anything Do you just like Do you suit up like normal or are you just like I don't I don't at this point if I get it I get it I got a rumba Here at the old farmhouse Cause I got this rumba Cause I figured it, Well one it helps vacuum And then two uh, if I have mice running around, I think the mice should be afraid of the Roomba. And then I started thinking, is there a Roomba that, like, catches mice? So it has, like, cheese in it, and then the mice runs to the Roomba, and then, like, a back hatch opens, and then the mouse runs in there, and then the Roomba takes the mouse to the sliding door, and then just lets the sliding, lets the the mouse out. Is that a thing? I also looked at my Roomba that was stuck in a corner. And I walked over to it, and I was like, oh, just hold hold on. Let me get you out of there. Just re- relax, relax, because it kept spinning. So, talking my rumba at this point in my life. Also, I had to, it stopped working. And then the directions obviously said you have to unplug it and plug it in for, you know, 30 seconds. Maybe a couple months ago, I would have unplugged it for, what, four or five seconds? But I have so much time on my hands now. I, I let it go the full 30. I literally count to 30. I guess, I don't know, some good things coming out of this whole thing. Also, what, um, get rid of the, are you homeschooling? How's that going for anybody? I kind of like the music underneath me while I'm talking. Uh, how's the homeschooling going? I, I see that would be, would that be nightmarish? I don't have any kids, but I just know looking back, if you were in high school and, and you had to just, you know, learn algebra, just knowing 20 years later, you'd have to be teaching a kid in your kitchen. Let me do my impression of, of every parent homeschooling their kid right now. Okay, here we go. It's my impression of every parent not knowing what to do while they're homeschooling their kid. Uh, did, you, uh, did you try carrying the one? Carry the one. Four score and seven years ago. And then you carry the one, so it's four score and eight years ago. Time for the kid with a cape. Subject change. Alright, I have an idea. We're talking about homeschooling. Well, not really. I, I wouldn't know how to homeschool at all except for carry the one. So what I want to do, I got everybody's home number. I'm gonna call my buddy. I'm going to ask him about homeschooling. Uh, I'm playing Hunger Like the Wolf, the organ version. 
because this gentleman has a bunch of stuff out, a couple books, because that's what I'm looking at right now, a bunch of audio books. One is called That is Fat. The other one is Food, a Love Story. Of course, we're talking to the great Jim Gaffigan. How are you? All right, so here, here, right here is where you should have heard Jim Gaffigan. You, you heard me give the intro, and then he would be there and pick up. But, but uh, here's what I did. Uh, I have this new podcasting thingy, and there's a button that I shouldn't have pushed, um, and I did. And what it happened is it muted the first 10 minutes of mine and Jim's conversation. Um, it's just, you know. It's one of those things. I have I have a switch by my sink. One switch turns on the garbage disposal. The other one turns on the light above the sink. And I, I just don't have the brain power to figure out which one it is. I, I don't have that memorized. I messed up this. I have 15, 20 minutes of a good interview with Gaffigan, who was nice enough to take time out of his day with all his kids. We talked about his kids homeschooling and how a seven-year-old has to treat the Zoom calls like he's in college. We talked about how Jim had, is stuck in his apartment for six weeks straight. We also talked about, and this kind of made my heart drop a little, uh, he doesn't think that performing like in numbers will even get back until 2021. Um, so all that was good. And then we pick up. So I don't know. I know what I'm gonna do. Hold on. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. Uh, okay. His phone doesn't ring. John Reap's phone doesn't ring. I'm calling my uh, good friend, John Reap, fellow Last Comic Standing winner from 1975. He also has a, a podcast called Country-ish available everywhere but more importantly he's my go-to guy it's a guy i i call when, when i'm feeling stressed when i don't know what to do about a situation so uh john reap are you there john, john hefford you're there you can hear me and i see the levels going up and down when you're talking yeah i can hear you yeah you sound great okay. how do i sound all right you sound perfect so here is here's the deal i called uh jim gaffigan and you know what it's mm -hmm. like trying to get podcast guests it, it's it, for me it kind of sounds um i hate asking like i reached out right. to a couple people we know like hey i got a yeah. new podcast um basically trying to do it to promote my book do you want to be on the podcast and and friends of ours responded back to me going eh, i'm kind of i'm kind of jammed right now and then i just think what what you you dick what are you you're <laughs> what are you doing there, you know what I mean? So I took it very personally. So that just made me go, I don't know if I'm asking anybody to do my podcast again. So I reached out on Instagram and I, I said, hey, here's people who I would like on my podcast. And I put Jim Gaffigan, Jim Brewer, Debbie Gibson, and uh, somebody else. Wow. And wow. So, so, so Jim Gaffigan responded to me in half a second no way. and said, really? sure. Sure, I'll do it in a second. So that was easy. Debbie Gibson responded to me with a how she can't, but a super friendly, She how she can't do it, but the response was long enough where I thought, all you had to do was just call and do my podcast. It would have been less work than the <laughs> response. Right. Right. Even though she yeah. said she'll do it at another time, at least she reached out and said, yeah, I can. I got, I kind of, I'm doing 8 billion different things. Um, 
you know, so. Well, you should just reply back with a bunch of questions and see if she answers them in the email. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate her, like, reaching out. So I'm not saying anything crappy, and hopefully we'll get Debbie Gibson on. And I think a lot of people should reach out and say, hey, oh, you should do John Heffern's podcast. But real quick, uh, so the Gaffigan um, interview was so good, John. It, it was like it was like comics talking, but then people would probably would like to hear that, but we weren't belly aching because we do kind of have great lives it was a thing so i have out of 35 minutes i have the last yeah you know last 15 do i play it do, do i play that part of the interview or do i just bail and then next time i see gaff again he's like yeah i called you and we spent 40 right. minutes together and i don't even show up or if he hears do it, you, is he going to be mad that I'm I'm too you know yeah too dumb? Do you have the audio? Do you have your audio recorded and not his the, the beginning part? Yeah, the beginning. How? Yeah, it's a lot of me asking a question like, "So, how are you and your kids and the thing?" And then you just <laughs> and then on my end, on my end, you hear me going. <sighs> That's awesome. Hey, well, do you know anybody? You know, do you uh -huh. know anybody who does a good Jim Gaffigan impression? Maybe you can have them. Like I think Jeff Richards does a good Jim Gaffigan impression. Call him up and tell him just to say, you know, write what Jim wrote of what he said on your podcast. The part you didn't get, maybe have uh, Jeff recreate it. Or now that I think about it, is I should have said, like I have a cool new podcasting thing where it changes people's voices, and I just have you know, some random person, like an Asian guy, like a really, really <laughs> like speaks little to no English. I'm like, aha, this is a filter. It'll make you sound Japanese. And then, <laughs> and then about halfway through the interview, I could have just said, nah, let's go back to you. So would you play, I mean, the, would you play just the last 15 minutes or 20 minutes? Cause people probably want to hear it was, it was a yeah. good interview. I just hate it's that. I, I bobbled the ball. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. You got Jim Gaffigan. You definitely want to put that out there. Even if you only have, three minutes of it that's a big get man he's, he's one of the greatest he's on cbs this morning sunday morning show he's huge yeah so we, yeah you definitely want to play the, yeah. whatever you got of that but i don't know how you set it up maybe you just you just be honest about it yeah he talked about that on the beginning he talked about what that was like and we talked about the you know people setting up their zoom like uh, there's a lot of people who read all of a sudden mm -hmm. and there's a lot of books behind the people like your set yeah. of your country-ish um podcast is really good i watched it the other day and you do like coming up next we have this this i'm reading on my journal we're gonna play you're almost like throwing yeah. it at like it's entertainment tonight and your set looks cool um yeah, yeah so i got i got fortunate a guy who uh i know with the high school with his name is alan jackson and uh he he has his own studio so I have everything I need for free that with this guy. So I, it's really great. The, how um, how does he like? The, do people always sing him Alan Jackson songs? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, Wait, what's yeah, this? Let me even life. try to think of an Alan. Oh, not little bitty out on town in a big old city. Is that? Mind bang around. Yeah. Goes on the Wait, for is this Alan bitty, Jackson? Is that is little bitty? Is that Alan Jackson? It might be. I the ones that come to my mind is uh, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. He never knew how much that body water man to me. Yeah, and then he's got one about uh, being crazy about a mercury. Remember those cars, the Mercury? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So 
for whatever reason, uh, I guess uh, there for a good uh, five years, a lot of rednecks were into mercury. All right. Well, so you know what I'm going to do, John? I'm I'm just well, going to um I think I'm just going to go right into Jim Gaffigan from you. That's pretty yeah. all star lineup. I start off, I talk, I get John Reap on the phone for a second, then boom into into um Jim Gaffigan, and I probably even have another guest by the end of this show. Jeez. There you go. Man. Do you want me to intro it? <laughs> yeah. Go about like already in like go. This is John Reap, and now we bring you back to the John Heffron, Jim Gaffigan interview already in progress. Got it. Should I put any music underneath you, you think, or no? Uh, Sure. Uh, do you have it right now, or are you going to do it? No, I'm going to hit it. Let me just try to... Um, What's this? Hold on. If you have some Alan Jackson music, uh, I, I can't, Yeah, I can't pull that up. Yeah, so just here. Here we go. Hungry like the wolf. This is what I was playing him because I thought it was funny okay. because he's always hungry and he has a bunch of books about food. So, no, it makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. Hold on, John. Hold on. This is okay. If hold you on. count me in, I'll just go. Okay. Ha, okay. Ready? Here we. I'm gonna play this. Time for the kid with a cape. Subject change. Subject change. Boom. All right, everybody, John Reap here, and get ready for this awesome interview with the John Heffron and Jim Gaffigan. How, like, I'm sure they could make it work, but, like, I think there's something about the intimacy of the room that being in the same room and seeing someone's eyes and, uh, you know, or even just the body language kind of, like, or, or, you know, just the silence, interpreting the silence of doing stand-up, that when you can't get that, um, you might as well just be performing in front of a mirror. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just weird. Yeah, I don't even, so, yeah. like, I've pretended to just get on stage, or not stage, like, usually in the shower is when this happens, and, and I think about what would be the first words out of my mouth. Like, what, do you, what are even... It, when you do go perform in front of a crowd again, what's that? That's gonna be such a weird feeling, and I think that's why I'm having those. You ever have those dreams, like when you're in college, where you're not prepared for the test, and you're running around yeah. and you can't figure out where to go? Like I've started to have those dreams again because even the other day, I'm like, how does my act go? Like if I was to go on stage tomorrow, what would be the first things out of my my mind? And I'm like, I don't even, huh? Boy, you can forget 30 years and it only takes three weeks, huh? To forget everything? No, yeah. Well, you know, there is going to be some... Um, uh, there's going to be some kind of uh, creeps. But, I, you know, I think we're going to have... I think it's going to... I don't think we're getting back on stage really until 2021. I mean, what do I know? But... I just think there's there's people getting back to work, then people getting back to work with money to right. go to shows, money and time to go to shows. And I don't know if that's happening right away. And obviously the, there's much more important things to deal with. You know, I think economically, you know what I mean? So... Uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, 
you know, like I talk to my manager and my agent, and, you know, I think there's stuff in the fall, but like, I'm not holding my breath. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I, I just don't know. I, I'm sure we're going to get through all this, but I don't, you know, even like on the news today, there's all this oh, vaccine stuff. You know right. what I mean? It's like, that's not going to happen for another nine months. You know what I mean? Maybe this time next year, yeah, we'll be close to normal. But I mean, there's a lot of people, and it's like they can't even, you know, we can't even organize and get stuff, um, you know, uh, you know. Just I feel like you know, it's uh, such an uh, an important part over these past weeks has been kind of coordinating with friends that have worked in hospitals to like help get them stuff very, uh, you know, nothing compared to like the work they're doing. But like, I don't, I don't feel like the federal government has been helping that much, you know, whether they should be or not is, is up for debate, but like, it's going to take time for this to, uh, cause there's nothing in, no one's in charge. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's right, like, right, right. So stand-up or live performance, I think it's a long way off, unfortunately. Or do you think, yeah, or how it was, if that even happens again. Like, you know, I was talking to a club owner, you know, to go behind the scenes, I guess, for those listening. Usually there's different ways comics get paid. Like you either show up at a club and and you get 80% of the door or you show up at the club for fixed price and then it, if there's over this you get this or if you do a theater they just give you one big chunk usually I mean that's that those are like kind of the, the simplest way to do it I don't know if if clubs now are ever going to have that guarantee thing like because clubs like like young comics always complained about club owners right I'd always see like feature acts yeah. or, or even even headliners like no problem with this club owner is or this chain of clubs is they and now there's a scary moment where you think, I don't even know if those people will be here when this is all, when this rubble, right. when the dust, you know, the, the guy that really bugged you, you kind of relying on his place that sold chicken fingers. So you had a place to perform and now that place is going yep. to be gone. We, we hope not, but like Ooh. if it keeps, so that's what makes it scary. And then, uh, then it's, well, are you only performing in front of, you know, if you're doing 5,000 seats, 10,000, like are that many people running to a place or is it, you know, has there been a big reset and now you're back in front of a hundred, you know, and that's, well, there's good, also, that's a good yeah. crowd. <laughs> and, or it, there's also the thing of what is, I mean, obviously humor is kind of uh, universal, but like, what is the, like, is, you know, like the type of comedy you and I do, is that what people are craving? Or are they craving irreverence? Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, like before this, there was room for everyone. Right. But, you know, most paranoid thing is like, is the appetite going to be, is the appetite going to be for comedy? Obviously, humor is important in people's lives, but is the appetite, like, or is the appetite more of, uh, people going to see a podcast live. Do you know what I mean? Or is it more that people like, if I'm going into a crowded building, I want to hear the Rolling Stones. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah is there yeah. a balance of like, it has to be really, it's not Worth the it. price of the ticket. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. Or you- I also think, yeah. I also think it's so weird how, you know, I'm married and I've got these five kids and, you know, uh, I'm not 20, but like if I was in my twenties, I'd be much more adventurous. Do you know what I mean? And so because my wife is high risk, it's it's not a sacrifice. It's just like the only way to do it is what we're doing. And so I do think that, you know, performers like your age and my age, it's like the people that would go to our shows. It's like, are they going to be like, you know what? Forget it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause we, all, yeah, I was, yeah. I was talking to my buddy, Jamie Bendel at the punchline. And we're, you know, me and him are the same age. And he's like, yeah, we're the, you, you think of yourself as a 20 something year old, but you're the risk group. And so are you. So is your yeah. crowd. Unless you do it like the old peep yeah. shows where you stand in a glass and then a, a thing pops up and everybody's in their own booth. It's uh yeah, we need holograms that like happen like within the next month or so. Someone needs to invent yeah. some hologram that you can just perform right on people's desk, and so it's not really like a Zoom. Um, yeah. So I was looking at your audio book, and also while you were talking, I was sweating a little bit because I didn't see levels. And I hope the first five minutes of our conversation was recorded. Anywho, uh, I was looking at your books and saw you did your the your audio version of all your books. So yeah. my book that I just put out recently, um, I, I did it all myself. And now I'm thinking about, well, I got time. I want to maybe, maybe I should read it. You know, I should do the audio version. Is that a huge, like, what type of crew did you have? when you did the audio versions of your book, i.e. I guess my question well, I, is if I'm a one man band, would it almost be too impossible of a task? Realistically. <laughs> I, I, when I did, when I did the audio versions of my book, I, the publisher, you know, there was a deal for the publishing rights and there was a deal for the audio rights. But, like, that world has changed even now. So, like, I think that you could sell those as two separate pieces. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you might be able to say to, you know, uh, what's the... uh, I see what you're saying. Audible. Right. You could say to Audible, like, hey, I've got this book. Do you want to buy the Audible rights? And they might be like, yeah. And then you're like, all right, how much are you going to pay me? And you're going to record it. So they might, there's that. You know what I mean? Now I'm your manager. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I didn't, yeah. I have a, my, my manager's in the middle of New York too. So I've been leaving him alone for a couple. Um, I'm on a sleep schedule. What about you? Is that a thing? Or with five kids, it, do you never not? A sleep schedule? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, you know, that's, um, I would say that I am, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going, I, I get up and I do breakfast every morning and I nap every day. And then, but you know, it's crazy because there's, I'm, my wife just does she needs no sleep generally. So, I mean, she needs sleep, but she's just, there's so much to do. And so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a crazy schedule, but. Uh, I've 
I try and help out by doing, you know, uh, cooking dinner and doing breakfast. So I get up early. I get up at like six thirty-seven every day, which is not even as early as we used to get up beforehand. But everybody's like wrestling, getting these kids down during uh, the quarantine is much harder than when uh, pre-pandemic, because pre-pandemic they were out and doing stuff and they would have recess. You know what I mean? So, I wonder, is uh, yeah, I wonder if that's the case with a lot of just parents. We're just like, you know, is is there even bedtimes anymore? Did, did the parents are are the parents sneaking out back, drinking white claws? You know, there's a lot of mom and dads who you know normally didn't you know kick them back at night have just increased that because nobody's getting up and driving anybody anywhere. And know it's gonna be weird too. Is Let's just say, and I'm hoping for the best. Let's, uh, you know, I think you're right, but okay. Let's just say in a in a a month, right? Everyone have the somehow some people get the vaccine, and people start coming back out into public again. That transition is yeah. going to be weird for a lot of people. Like I would be afraid to eat in front of another human being um, anytime soon. I would have to have some like practice goes. Cause I've just been eating by myself. I don't even, I'm, I, yesterday I was eating and I'm not even oh, trying to, funny. yeah, I didn't I, like, I was eating, I was watching something and I'm, I'm not trying to be like bit he there, but I was eating salad that had dressing on it with like croutons and bacon bits just with my fingers. Like I was dipping, I was just yeah. grabbing it, dipping it into the salad dressing and then throwing it in. And I made, um, uh, just tater tots. On, on a pizza tin and I just brought the whole tin out and left it on my coffee table and I was just eating off like I'm I'm becoming feral almost so we're gonna oh, yeah definitely <laughs> like we're gonna need like everyone's gonna have to go through like a miss manners or mr manners thing you know before we get back yeah um, no it is definitely I mean it, you know along that line it's you know my children are staying up so late, you know, like it used to be like, oh, New Year's Eve, are you going to stay until midnight? Now now it's like 1230 and I'm like, please go to bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, so everything's kind of coming undone. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, th- that, you almost wonder like once you start performing again, like, you know, are you going to be super excited? Just But your, your whole family comes with you. So, or were you, you, you think maybe like that first date, that you get, you know, that's that when you're back in action, you'll like look at your family and go, you know what, everybody, I'm gonna, I might try this one. I think I'm gonna hit this one alone and just make sure it's okay out there for you guys. And then you just go just to get away for a second. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I just think it's like, I, I think, I think the, 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 I'm sorry, this is like serving as my therapy, but like, I think that there's just something about, like I just look at Iowa and I look at how this is starting to devastate different, you know, I live in New York city in downtown Manhattan, but I look at how this is like, I feel like the wave is starting to crash into other places in the United States. And it, and it worries me that like, I think there's going to be a second wave. I think that there's, 
you know, uh, these meatpacking towns, you know, like Cedar Rapids, and, you know, Blackhawk County. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, there's the horror show going to continue. And that's where like the exhaustion of this process is going to set in. You know, my manager thinks that people are going to be so frustrated with sitting inside that they're going to want to go to shows. But I think that's different from like being, becoming a certain uh, amount of numb to things, uh, but I think we're going to get numb to the news and people are going to go out and, you know, end up like, I hope it doesn't happen, but I think things are going to get messed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to, well, I, I think people are going to have short memories and you're going to have the people who want to show that it, you know, the political, you know, side where they're like, oh, oh, the government can't tell me that I'm staying. And then they're going to show up just to show that they're indestructible. So I don't know necessarily if, you know, you want to be one of the first performers in that group. Um, right. That's what makes all of this. Like, I can make a case for anything. Like, listen, I'm not, it's not like, uh, you know, I have truckloads of cash being dropped off at my house every weekend, you know, even yeah. though I'm not working. Yeah. So I, there's a fear that kicks in where you start looking at your calendar and you're like, well, I, I can make it through this and this and then if long, but then your brain starts playing tricks on you going, wait, 2021, who's got, who, oh, I better, boy, I better sell more books. I better like, then that starts to stress you out. It's, it's like, a, I think it's such a crazy reset especially for comedy like you know in a year everybody's I, I can already tell you the set list of everybody's netflix specials right without even thinking about so like that's gonna be weird and then or was it a reset like like you said we've always been well i mean we're not similar but we probably i guess you would skew on the more we do relatable humor that's a, yeah like kind no, of a, we're very like, i think like it yeah we're like, both midwestern we're you know a distraction like, yeah like our voices yeah. we're not trying to use our voice to make change we're just there for the people who just need to take a breath take a break get their giggles on and then go figure out life yeah. and politics and all, like so but uh so this is gonna be weird well it, it's either what am i trying to say it's either weird or gonna be awesome because we all just experience the same thing and if like if you're a comic who talks about relatable stuff now what you're talking about is relatable from a 70 year old all the way down to a 12 year old right because everybody right. just went through the same thing where i you know would have had rock'em sock'em robots and i played that as a kid but if you're 20 something or 30 you're my uh those are I, i've never played that now we all have the same shared thing but like you said earlier are people going to want to hear about it or you know how many tp jokes are people going to want to hear even if they're really funny yeah you know yeah <laughs> like, or and it's also we're in a very you know uh having a strong opinion on it we're also still uh you know there's you even see it it's like people have very strong opinions on you know, like if you go way out nut job, there's people that, you know, think that it, it's all made up. You know what I mean? They yeah. think that it's just something to take down Trump. And then you, so like, are those people going to be so offended that you're not challenging the narrative? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And so I don't know. It's weird because, like, I, you know, I was in New York City during 9-11. And there was something about, like, people needed comedy, but there's also people maybe, and I even saw, you know, people, you know, just as, like, as the American populace kind of digested the reaction to 9-11. Initially, they didn't want to talk about it. Then they did. Then, you know, like, then there was, like, you know, these Nick Cage movies. Do you know what I mean? So it's, like, it's ever-changing. So. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, my brain is just nonstop thinking about, like, what, what's the next move? What's going to happen? And then who knows, though? That's the thing. Nobody, you know, you could have 10 conversations with 10 people, and everybody will have a different opinion of what's going to happen. And then none of it will or all of it will. I do, again, like I said, I, I think it's a weird reset. Um, I think comedy, and this, this is me way overthinking it now that you'd be my shrink, but I think comedy, you know, and I see a lot of my friends and a lot of the specials, um, it went through a almost an 80s metal phase, I think, where, like, remember in 80s videos, they were like, pretty bad and they were kind of done really fast and they just the bands that were popular kept knocking them out i kind of think comedy went through a little bit of a phase like that where that i I think that bubble is now kind of burst a little and you're gonna kind of get back get back to basics only because remember in the 80s when you did a a bunch of like bad like one-nighters you know they were at smaller places with smaller crowds i i think that's going to be a thing so yeah Uh, yeah all right jim i'm so worried that the first five minutes of our conversation i got this brand new podcasting thing i was all excited about it and there's a ear button and i never know whether the ear button should be pushed or not pushed it's it's like i have a switch by my garbage disposal and I've only been in this house for like five months, but you'd think after three months of never being out of the house that I would know which switch does the light or the garbage disposal, and I don't. And hopefully I didn't do that here. But anywho. No, I know what you mean. We got I know what you mean. No, well, I'm sure either way it was good connecting with you. Yeah. All right, man, be safe with your family. Um I, I, you know what? I just did that radio guy thing right then. Well, all right, Jim, uh, <laughs> you take care of yourself. Don't look any strangers. Look forward to watching your Cooking with Gaffigan on Instagram. <laughs> Jim will be playing at our annual Jingle Jam Comedy Fest 2022 yeah. at the arena. I don't know. All right, buddy. Be safe. We'll see you right, around. Thanks, I'll say hello to you online. Take care. All right, take thanks, care. Jim. Thanks. Bye. You don't understand how much that bugs me that I messed up. Just it's one, it's one button on this dumb board. But now I know. Now I know I will never Jim Gaffigan anybody again. So here's what I'm thinking. So after talking to Jim uh, and thinking about what's going to happen next, I know I'm not the only person that's uh, sitting in this quarantine. Uh, if, if that, well, I don't even know what it's called anymore, but just sitting and you start thinking about, well, what's the future going to be like? Because in my opinion, the future and, and how things were or how they were going to be is completely changed. So whatever rules uh, existed, I don't think they exist anymore. And it's easy to just sit back and get stressed, or at least I do. 
uh, with my profession, you sit there going, are, are people going to want to go to comedy clubs again? Is comedy going to change? Are people going to even want to hear the same type of comedy? And it just makes me sit on the couch and eat oatmeal cream pie. So I, I know what I want to do. I want to call my buddy who is a mental performance expert. And you might be thinking, I, what is that? I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I've uh, known Andy for a, a billion years. And uh, he does a lot of mental stuff. He kind of helps you when you start thinking a certain way. There's techniques and there's tricks that you can do uh, to kind of rewire your brain so you don't go down that path that a lot of us do. A lot of us start thinking about stuff and then and then our, our guts start feeling as if that thing actually happened to us. And now you're bummed out, depressed for this thing that might or might not happen, but your body's already reacting as if it did. And there's ways you can deal with that and i'm gonna call him uh keep in mind i have everybody's uh you know home phone number is the thing so let me try to let me just hold on all right hold if you'd like to make a call okay. please hang nope. up and try again wrong okay i have his old phone number and okay let's see if he answers Andy. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, how are you? John Heffern. You remember me, right? Hey, John. I've got distant memory. I've got distant memory. All right. So I want to make sure that you're actually potted up because I don't. So anyway, it's been one of those shows. So I've known Andy uh, for for a good chunk. Uh, Andy, I, I met years ago. He used to, uh, I, I kind of met him through the MMA world where he'd help fighters kind of get in the mindset for fighting, I, I know I'm just glossing over all the stuff you do. He kind of introduced me to neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, and then that's it. That That's why I've known him. And then he travels the world. And we've kind of lost touch a, a little just because the guy travels. I don't know if he's running from from the law or, uh, you know, I don't, I don't ask that many uh, questions. But I figure, Andy, you would be the guy to call right now because a lot of people... Um, are kind of probably in the same boat mentally when you're just you're lost and it's easy to go I don't I don't know what to do with all of this I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this thing whatever this is I don't uh, I I could see a lot of self negative inner hecklers happening to everybody listening right now and I know I saw one of your posts you're you could probably help and I'm gonna be selfish help me with that. Well, John, I, you're going to be a project mate. I don't know if we can do it on a phone call, sir. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's wild right now, right? It's wild. And, and people's brains are fried. People are freaking out. And you know what happens in the brain, John, when people freak out? There's, there's, there's a little, little alarm in our head that goes, wee, 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 and it's called an amygdala. And people with the fight or flight, Freeze response. And guess what most people are doing right now? Netflix and chilling. Right. Right? And that's it. They're freezing, man. They're freezing. And they don't know what to do because the world has changed. But has it really changed? I don't know, man. I don't know. Have we been tricked? It doesn't really matter. It's, there's a bit in our brain, John. It's called a mirror neuron, right? you got lots of them, buddy. <laughs> but what do they do? is that if you're Netflix and chilling all day, right? What right. you're going to do is you're going to fill your brain up with Netflix and chill. And 
you're not going to want to do anything. It's like watching a horror film every day for a month and then expecting to be happy. It's not right. going to work. Right, right, right. So, so, so well, go ahead, Einer. Go ahead. I can help you. I was going to say, I help you, John. So, my first question to you, buddy, is: is what are you filling your head for? I know what you're filling your belly for right now because I know you well. I got those uh, lucky charms probably on the go right now. John. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, what I do know, I don't know, is what you're watching what you're reading, what you're listening to, what are you pumping in your head? Because if you you know more than anyone, your brain is like a muscle and you need to pump it. So what have you been watching, John? I've been watching, uh, man, it's gone all, it seems like we've been kind of stuck at home for years. So I guess if we were to go through my YouTube viewing or Netflix, you know, it's kind of changed. I bounced around all the shows that... You know, everybody was watching, and then I ran out of those. I'm going to be honest. I watched some videos of how to walk like a ninja and how to walk in grass and not leave a footprint. That's gone through. Uh, I've watched. um, Lately, though, I did make a change because I I was sitting at home, and I'm like, I got to write new material. Like, once we start performing, what am I going to talk about? Blah, 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 blah. And I have a a book that I, I put out, and I was throwing all my effort in. I didn't even promote this right. How do I do that? And then in the last week, I switched it up and tried to remember a time when I was excited about uh, creating. Like right now, uh, right. you know, not to get all I, I feel like I'm creating out of fear or I have to. So that way there's a lifeboat if there are no right. live shows five months from now. Uh, right, because I have no other skills and I have no other way of making money. So part of me is like, well, I got to do a podcast because then the, and then I got to do this because that instead of when I was 18, I was I was broke when I was 18, but I never worried about being broke. Like I was never right. I didn't have that fear. I'm like, man, this is just whatever. I just I just don't buy stuff I want. And I and oh, here's a funny and I just created out of the love of creation. So in the last week or so, I've switched it up and. I started playing music and stuff from that era in my life from when I thought I was the most, hey world, fuck you, I'm here, like I, I'm, like that. I watched Vision Quest last night. I'm like watching all these movies and listening to all these songs that used to like really jazz me up uh, and trying to like, you know, lock into some of those memories of me as a, you know, a 20 year old opposed to me as a soon to be 50 year old. <laughs> Hey, but guess what? You've, you've, that's a brilliant skill. And everyone, everyone listening, including yourself, man, that's the, that's the main thing. The brain is triggered, right? Because we can go sad with an old memory or we can go happy with an old memory. So what you've got to do is just flood your brain with all the times like you're doing all the things that make you feel inspired, happy, and pumped up. But, man, it's not easy because we get tempted every day. So really what we've got to really look at for you, John, is realizing there's an old you and it changed. So we've got to make a new you. And that new you needs to do things from fun, man. Because at the end of the day, mate, your legs might fall off, your arms might fall off. But hey, if you're having fun, then life's not too bad. So 
to you, the other side of it is when we're coming from passion, when we're coming from what I call a mission, then we want to be on that mission. Just like the ninja. I, I, I think you would learn in these tactics, mate, because you've got this ninja ninja videos going. So now a ninja needs to be stealth. They need to be a warrior. And that's what we've got to step into, man, that warrior version of you. Because there's a lot of comics in the world. There's a lot of comics. And what that means is that there's a lot of people who are going to be looking for work. I think comedy clubs are going to open. I think everything's just going to be a little bit different. But I think everything's going to open. So for you to get that fire inside of you again, that's awesome. That's called anchoring, man. And the crazy thing is, John, you do know this, but we have like 50,000 thoughts inside our own head every day. And each one of those thoughts connected to words. So if we're sitting at home, Netflix and chilling and getting sad, those words that are bouncing around our head all day are going to just pull us down. And that's no good because 67% of them are on repeat. So if we're watching horror films or feeling sad, we're just talking to ourselves all day long. So you suck, you suck, that you can't do that, you suck. But if we're watching everything about Elon Musk, Elon Musk doesn't seem to give a damn about the economy right now. He's right. still trying to take us to Mars. Right. So, you know, and that's the thing. Or, or digging holes under, under, under LA or whatever it is. He doesn't care. He's just looking for the next edge. What's next? What's next? How do you think people listening, if they're, you know, if you're stuck at home or not stuck, you're at home and you, and you kind of start to poor baby e me, not me, but themselves. Right. Where you sit there go, my life sucks. I can't do this. This is, but you know, cause there's a little bit of, you know, even with this whole thing, guilt where, uh, you know, probably, probably people feel bad that they haven't done anything over this right? right everybody only wanted time everyone was like oh if i had enough time to do this i would i would do this this and this i would organize this i would learn how to do this i would spend more time doing this and then now the the whole world just went hey everybody here's some time we're going to unplug for 30 seconds and then we'll see what happens with the reboot now there's a lot of people that i'm sure haven't used that time like they didn't clean right. out their garage. They didn't finish right. their book. They didn't whatever. So now you have, in addition to being uh, uh, scared, right? You also have this mm -hmm. guilt that has kind of kicked in now that you mm -hmm. haven't. Well, this would have been the time to get off of sleeping pills. This would have been the time to get. I, I should be up to 500 pushups a day now. And people have done mm -hmm. nothing. So now you get the added bonus of all the whatever's going on. And now you just feel like, okay, I'm officially just a lazy fuck. Uh, so what do you, what do, what do people do? Um, and I'm sure you have just think that when you start, when your brain starts to play, you know, that same song and, yeah. and that, that, that negative self-defeating, it's the same. Everybody has a soundtrack and, and, you know, when, in people, a lot of people's preset and I'm one of them is not in very upbeat soundtrack it's the same right. so uh, what do you do to, to to stop that thought and then maybe kick it over into something that's more beneficial i love it i love it man and and the thing is as a, like the type of people that we are especially people who like to kick ass of it it's like, like we can beat ourselves up more than anybody else in the world you know because if you've got a low wattage bulb, which is your brain, people right. probably just carry on as normal. But if you've got a bit of a brain and intelligence and you want some stuff, man, we can be harsh on ourselves. 
So it's really getting used to what they found out with depression. John, this is crazy. It's not just a chemical imbalance. What they found is that it's actually that self-talk that I was talking about a few moments ago. That's the thing that's causing depression because it's loops. So right. we've got to get used to interrupting and catching these, these words, man. So the best thing to do that, people don't even know they're talking to themselves. So what we've got to catch is the feeling. And the only feeling that we should be feeling is happy and good. Otherwise, we've got to move back to it. So the first thing we've got to do instead of beating ourselves up is, hey, accept where we are, you know? At the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And everyone's worried about income. But the truth is the world might blow up. A meteor might come. There might be, you know, um, you know, there might be dinosaurs might be real <laughs> in, right, this, right. in this year. So we've got to just accept where we are, man. And, and the truth is, we have always have a choice. There's always a choice. It doesn't matter how hard um, it is. Um, there's a choice. I remember, this is a random one, I remember doing a seminar with Jeff Munson. You know Jeff Munson, John? That he's the MMA guy, Jiu-Jitsu guy? Okay. Yeah, and, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, yeah. Covered in tattoos, crazy guy, amazing grapple. And he was just like, look, this is how you break the guard. Because it, this is a technique that will 100% break the guard. And I'm like, well, it doesn't look like it is. You've been trying that for five minutes, and the guy, you're still in the guard. Because, right. yeah. But if you keep doing it, this 100% will break the guard. And that's the thing. There's always a choice. You could try all these fancy techniques to break the guard, trying this, trying that. But at the end of the day, this one technique breaks the guard. Who are you going to listen to? A world champion about breaking right. guards or, or what you decided? Oh, I know. I, I watched those these Instagram videos of breaking guards. I can do that. Right. It's like basics, foundation. So the truth is, if you're sitting there um, and you're talking to people who are depressed, moaning and everything else and, and you hate life, then guess what words you're going to be repeating in your head? Right. right? So, and, and that's the same with horror films. It's same with everything and I kind of know your brain John so I know you're going to be sitting there putting lots of sugar in there <laughs> and then feeling bad about the sugar right and then and then yeah. and they're looking in the mirror going look look at me yeah I'm going to eat more sugar yeah. and it makes me feel bad <laughs> so I guess what, <laughs> the bias. so what we've got to learn to do is be kind on ourselves except where we are and just like Elon Musk you know, doesn't give a damn about the economy. We've got to really find out what we want to do. And this is the other thing, man. Often, everyone's like, froze right now. But what they were wanting to do anyway, they didn't really want to do. What they were doing, they didn't really want to do it anyway. Yeah. So what would, ha you know what I mean? So what would happen if they just sat down and go, you know what, all I want is five grand coming in. I want some land in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I want my dog and, and a fishing thing. And I'm good for the rest of my life. Yeah. So then so then all you've got to do is go, right, I'm going to work out no matter what a way to whether it's online, whether it's consulting, whether it's <laughs> Campbell, whatever you want to do, John. But, <laughs> but it's, it's a case of, yes, why wouldn't you just reinvent yourself? Because the truth is, what was working before, you might not have been happy with anyway. Yeah, that's 100% true. Like, like to me, I look at this as, okay, this is a, a reset. I 
left yeah. Los Angeles. I bought an old farmhouse in Michigan. And my original plan was to travel less because I, I was traveling for 33 years, 35 weeks a year. And that was just getting old. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll scale it down. It's not a downgrade. It's a, you know, right. I looked at it as a tactical retreat. You know, instead of staying in Los Angeles, just kind of whatever, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a, a step back. And then this whole thing happened. And now, you know, I, I finished my book. I got this podcast. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've had such reviews with this podcast where somebody texted me and said that was an hour of my time wasted. Uh, so that's good. So that's some of the feedback that I've uh, that I've been getting. Um all right. So, and also too, if, if you're listening and you start to have just those random, oh, you know, my, my life sucks. I don't know how I'm, you can also tell yourself to kind of shut up too. That's always, oh, yeah. people That's always, but yeah, it, it's weird how, how much, you know, and I don't always mean to do it. Uh, if somebody's talking to me, I interrupt them a lot. It's just, it's, you know, so I, if they're talking, I will interrupt them thing, but it's amazing when I'm talking to myself really shitty, how I let myself just have at it, say your entire, say your entire speech and I won't interrupt my shitty self-talk one time, but that's always an option is just to tell yourself, Hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, why, why don't you shut up and, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Have that battle. All right, Andy, I'm going to use, you're going to be my go-to guy for mental performance expert. We'll dive more into that. I was just, today felt like it's a good day to uh, probably people listening to recall you. Maybe some people are just feeling down and it's a little pep talk and uh, we will get through this, uh, whatever, one thing at a We're time. We're going to get through this together, mate. We're going to get through this together. All right, bud. Uh, you take care and we will talk soon. Talk soon, bro. All right, everybody. Oh, I only have 25 seconds left. This is the John Heffern Kid with the K podcast. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button. And I can't tell you more. Go get the holding deal at Amazon. It's on Kindle and paperback. Uh, hope you're well. Stay safe. Lock it in and rip the knobs off. This is KWC with John Heffern.